It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. This is season two. It's episode 61. Cubs Blue Jay Meatloaf. Don't forget to listen, download, review, and most importantly, subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on the socials, Fly the W670 on Twitter, Instagram, of course, on Facebook, or email us at flythew670 at gmail.com. Crowley, happy Sunday. How'd the weekend go? Uh, good weekend for me. Good weekend for the Cubs. You know, uh, would have liked to sweep, but, you know, I think we both talked. It'd be great if they could get to a three, and that's what they did. Yes, they did, and it was really some exciting stuff, especially on uh, Friday night, Javier Assad, Jose Barrios, the pitching matchup, and uh, Assad, as we uh, speculated, we were saying, hey, let's see if he could get back into uh, into that preseason form he had during the World Baseball Classic, and that's exactly what he did Friday night. Yeah, you know, and the other thing is that the Cubs offense really struggled in New York. You know, they, they, they face some mediocre pitchers like Carlos Carrasco and David Peterson. So how are they going to do against a good pitching staff of the Blue Jays? Well, game two, one, it turned out pretty darn good. In the first inning with one out, Nico Homer took Jose Barrios deep. Cubs are up one nothing. That's Nico's ninth homer of the season. Then Ian Happ singled, and the hottest player in baseball, Cody Bellinger, hit the second home run of the inning. So the Cubs are up 3 nothing. The Cubs added in the top of the fourth when Dansby Swanson reached on a missed catch at first by Vladi Guerrero, advanced to third on a Heimer Candelario single, and scored as the new and improved Seiya Suzuki doubled to score both Swanson and Candelario to put the Cubs up 5-0. Mike Talkman would add one more in the inning with an RBI single to make it 6-0. Cubs offense scored six runs on 10 hits, two for eight with runners in scoring position. They did leave five men on base. Uh, Nico went two for five with a homer. Hap was two for four. Belly two for four with a two-run belly bomb. And say <laughs> one for three with a walk and two RBIs. Um, but like you said, the story of, of the game was Javier Assad. You know, you're, you're on the road. You got Stroman on the IL. Smiley's demoted to the bullpen. So you're handing the ball off to the long relief man, right? So, you know, what do you got? Who knows? Maybe three, four, if you're lucky, five innings. Right. Well, you know, Assad went above and beyond going seven innings. He only gave up one run on four hits with two Ks and one walk. He retired the last 10 batters he faced. And, and there was some great defense, too. In the bottom of the third, Cody Bellinger makes a brilliant play to rob Paul DeYoung of extra bases. This guy's not only a gold glover in center. He could easily be one at first as well. Uh, in the seventh, Ian Happ made a nice sliding catch to end the inning and end Assad's day. Fulmer and Alzali uh, finished it up, giving most of the bullpen another day's rest. But, you know, when we talk back about Javier Assad, Dustin, in his past 11 appearances, which include nine relief outings and two starts, he's posted a 109 ERA, holding opponents to a 162 batting average 
striking out 27 and walking 13 in 33. He truly is one of the unsung heroes of this season. He really helped David Ross in that bullpen out. Yeah, he was huge. His effort was awesome. Um, obviously, Bellinger staying red hot. That doesn't hurt anything. But uh, Assad was definitely the uh, the MVP, if you will, of the Friday night Cubs win. No doubt about that. So that takes us into game two. And this was the game that we probably felt most comfortable with because Justin Steele was starting. Yeah, Justin Steele versus Chris Bassett. Uh, the Blue Jays struck first in this one in the third inning. Dalton Varsho, who had a great weekend, led off with a double and scored on a Vlad Guerrero RBI single to put the Jays up one nothing. But the Cubs struck back immediately in the top of the fourth. Nico Horner led off with a double. Ian Happ walked, and Cody Bellinger singled to tie the game up. And then with two on, Dansby Swanson hit a three-run blast to make it 4-1. to one. That home run, Dustin, makes Dansby the first Cub ever in history to hit a home <laughs> run in three different countries in one season, U.S., England, and Canada. Yeah, pretty so, fun fact there. That's a fun fact. I like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of history on him. In the bottom of the fifth, the Blue Jays answered with a home run of their own with Merrifield with a two-run blast to make it 4-3. to three. Steele went five innings, gave up six hits, three runs, seven Ks, and no walk. Obviously, the big blow was the two-run homer to Merrifield. Michael Fulmer took over in the sixth. He gave up a double to Davis Schneider, but got two outs before he was replaced by Mark Leiter. He walked the first battery face to put runners at first and second, and then Santiago Espinal hit a ground rule double that would tie the game at four before getting the final out of the inning. Now, Dustin, the Cubs offense didn't do much after the Swanson home run. They had two on in the seventh with one out, but Jan Gomes get into a double play. You know, we're used to him coming through. He didn't in that situation. So, you know, uh, the bullpen held it down. Jose Cuas and and Julian Merriweather pitched shutout innings in the seventh and eighth. Dustin, I really like that funk I'm seeing from Quaz. He he throws just completely different, and it's not like anything the Cubs already have in their bullpen. You know what I mean? No, it is different. I think it screws with people, and he gets inside. The ball looks like you're going to get hit, and then curves back around. Yeah, he he's uh, he's unique. There's no doubt about that. With the game tie in the ninth, Jordan Hicks comes in, and of course, Cody Bellinger hits a ground rule double to lead off the inning. Dansby Swanson would grow out, would ground out, but then Christopher Morrell, who's been struggling, he's been on our cold list, all that stuff. He hit a double to left to put the Cubs up five to four. Unfortunately, the Cubs couldn't get the insurance run in, but Albert Alzali comes in the ninth for a one, two, three inning for the save. Albert has converted 12 consecutive saves. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know at what point David Ross is going to consider calling him the closer, but I think he's got a lock on that right now. Yeah, I think he's the closer. Yep, I think that I think he can have that title, no doubt about it. The Cubs offense scored five runs on seven hits. They went three for seven with runners in scoring position. They left three men on base. Horner and Bellinger went both two for four, and Dansby had that big hit, the the three run homer. Again, Bellinger, wow, right? I mean, my goodness, he just it, it's just like. It's like a video game watching this guy lately. Yeah, this, this, I mean, he's putting up MVP numbers right now. I don't, you know, it, it's, you wonder, you know, because you and I, we look at the hot colds and, and I try to look at trends seven day, 15 day, 30 day. And I'm wondering, this guy just can't keep doing this forever, but he, it, he keeps doing it. You know, he keeps doing it. He keeps on keeping on. So the Cubs now have won the series, Crowley. You're feeling pretty good. It takes us into uh, Sunday. We got Jamison Tyone going for the Cubbies. Yeah, Tyone versus Hyun Jin Ryu. We, we, this was when we weren't sure how Ryu was going to do coming out, you know, his second, third start after uh, some Tommy John surgery. And, and, and we're feeling good, right? Like you said, going for the sweep. 
Cubs have one of their hottest pitchers on the mound, Jamison Tyone. Since July 7th, Jamo was 5-0 with three quality starts, a 2.17 ERA. And things look good early for the Cubs with one out. Horner walked, half reached on an error by Brandon Belt. We talked about Toronto having one of the best defenses in all of baseball. And Bellinger was human. He actually lined out. But Dansby Swanson, who had a good weekend, hit a clutch two-out double. And the Cubs were up 2-0. Unfortunately, that lead didn't last long in the bottom of the second. Kevin Biggio singled. I didn't think Patrick Wisdom played the ball really well. Danny Jansen was hit by a pitch, and with two out, Dalton Varsho homered, and the Cubs were now down 3-2. to two. Tyone got the next two outs, but then gave up a single to Merrifield. He walked Brandon Belt, gives up singles to Vladimir Guerrero and George Springer, and the Cubs ended up with down 5-2 to two by the end of the inning, right? Yeah, it didn't feel very good. I mean, it, that, that inning, you just felt like it wasn't going to get any better. Right, but Dustin, I'm kind of curious with you on this one because now all of a sudden, right? So, so Tyone gives up a lot. You know, he gives up the the five runs in that inning, and you're going, oh boy, right? And so he gets through the third inning, okay, but now you know when you get into the fourth, Tyone comes out. Now he's facing the Blue Jays lineup for a third time, right? Yeah. And and he, I don't know, I I, I just. The offense has done enough for me right now to say, hey, just keep them close. Don't let games get out of hand. I don't know if I would have allowed Tyone to face that Blue Jays lineup for a third time. David Ross thought it would be a good idea. It didn't go so well. No, I, I think it, I almost felt like at that point he had kind of given up on the game. That's why he left him in there. But right? why, why, why give up at 5-2 is what I'm asking with well, the way they've been uh, playing lately. Yeah, you're right. I, I can't I can't argue with you. It's something that uh, – it's definitely something to talk about. There's no doubt about that. That's why we're here to discuss these things. But that's just my opinion. I felt like he just had given up at that point. It's the only thing – I mean, it's the only thing that makes any sense. Why They they had already figured Tyone out, right? Yeah, he, he clearly so, didn't have it. All his right. pitches did not look good. He clearly didn't have it. They already saw him twice and tagged him for five runs. What did you think was going to go different? Exactly. You know what I mean? Well, and, and, it, and, it, and it went the same, right, as they as they left him out there. Yeah. The first three batters he faced singled. Merrifield scores to make it 6-2. Hayden Wisniewski came in. He walked the first batter he faced. He got the next two batters out but gave up a two-run single to Dalton Varsho to make it 8-2. to two. Um, You know, just the other thing, it's too. The Dalton Varsho game. Right. Is that you, you have the day off tomorrow, too. You know what I mean? So yep. there's, there was just so much that they could have done that I just don't understand why they did. Um you know, Jamison finished the day pitching three innings. He went into the fourth. He gave up eight runs on eight hits, two walks, two Ks. We talked about how good he had been doing. So this was, I, I'm just hoping that this is a blip on the radar and, and he continues hopefully doing well, but it was not pretty today. No, and arguably because of where they're at right now, this could have been his worst outing so far. Right. Patrick Wisdom hit a two-run homer in the seventh. That's Wisdom's third consecutive season with 20-plus home runs. Drew Smiley pitched in relief in the sixth inning. That was the first time he, that's a true relief appearance, not using the opener stuff since October 2nd, 2021. Uh, he gave up one hit and one walk, but no runs. Caleb Killian struggled massively coming in the ninth. He gave up three runs on three hits with one K. He hit two batters and threw a wild pitch. Cubs defense was kind of sloppy. Nico and Magical each committed an error. There were other plays that weren't errors, but I didn't. I, I don't know what it was. It just was. Sunday is not a fun day for the Cubs. They just struggle on yeah. Sundays. Sunday is like their boogeyman day. Yep. Seriously, and, and the offense scored four runs, but they only had five hits. Uh, they went one for five with runners in scoring position. They left four on base. 
Dansby Swanson was the only player with more than one hit going two for three with a walk. But, you know, it, it, when I look at the series, Dustin, the Cubs did exactly what we were hoping, taking two from three from a really, really good team. Yeah, and the Blue Jays I, are good. They got a really good lineup. Yep. Absolutely. And I understand there's frustration as the Cubs, even though they had a great weekend, they lost ground this weekend. The Cubs' next opponent, the White Sox, couldn't take one game. Not couldn't one. Take one game from the first place Brewers. But, Dustin, you know what? It's all right, man, because this is what a playoff race is about. And Cub fans haven't had that feeling since 2020. We are back to playing meaningful baseball at the end of the summer. There's going to be a lot of highs, like when when the Cubs were able to take down the Braves. There's going to be lows when you lose series to the Mets. It's going to feel like each game is going to be magnified. And and it's going to be that way for the next six weeks. But I'd rather it be like that than having a team be out in, in May and have no chance. We're still having a lot of fun, and hopefully the Cubs can continue doing well. No, well said. Absolutely. The Cubs are going to be playing meaningful baseball for at least the next four weeks or so, and uh, it's time to buckle up and uh, hang on and see where this wild ride will take us.